everybody, welcome to the Juhu Rocho podcast. I'm your host, Justin Hunt, hence the name Juhu Rocho. And I'm here with a very special guest for the second time. We're going to be doing sports with Stewie when we come back, but first Lance is going to lay down some music. Um, Lance, lay down some music that doesn't suck, buddy. Boom, go. All right, welcome back to the Juhu Roadshow podcast. We're going to be talking some sports today with my buddy Cole Stewart. Sports with Stewie is the name of the show. And um, I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me again. Am I, uh, am I the first repeat offender on your podcast? Um, other than Lance. But he's, you know, yeah, he's kind of live-in talent. He doesn't count. No, he doesn't count. He's kind of live-in talent. So, um, so we're back and we're going to be talking about a number of things. There's a lot going on in sports. And, uh, you know, the show is, uh, it's quite the potpourri of, of items. You know, we've, we've had some really cool, uh, really cool uh, guests over the past few weeks. Did, uh, the, well, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the, um, the Pierre Coutel show. That was cool. I did. That I did. guy was, that awesome. was awesome. I had no idea... Uh, about all of the the tactic and philosophy that goes into preparing for a race and it, whatnot. It's crazy. Well, and I mean, I can remember watching documentaries, you know, sports shows or whatever, you know, as a kid and watching the progression of like even something like a pit crew and how it's progressed through the years of like the early, you know, outlaw days of racing yeah. into like what the science is, you know, behind it today and like the training that the athletes go through. And absolutely, these guys are athletes. Do not even question that. Like, well, it's amazing, it's amazing like how they fast they can do stuff now. Yeah. I mean, you see a three second pit stop where they change all four tires. You're like, how are you changing a tire in less than a second, let alone four in less than It's crazy, dude. It's unbelievable. And don't they have like competitions for that stuff? Yes, they do. Like pit crew competitions? Yeah, which, why those aren't aired i would watch that oh i would yeah i would definitely watch that that's awesome man unbelievable so yeah we had so we had pierre on there and and um what else did we have recently we had the mad elephant show and then uh um what what did we have right before pierre was a really really cool show um we had the new year's resolutions and then we had um jesus my show and i can't even remember who was on there anyways we had some great shows and we got more coming up we got jim brewer coming up um so you're Friday, and then uh, in two weeks, we're going to have Jim Brewer on. That's going to be a blast. That's going to be a good one. You That's going to uh, be a really good one. You went to uh, to see Brewer with me, right? I did. In Denver. I did, and he is the man. Like I already thought above and beyond about him, but seeing him live and then getting to hang out with him after the show... You know, with you, that, that was like he was even more. He, he became even more of a god at that day. Like I seriously almost pulled the Wayne's World. You know, got down. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I'm not worthy. Like he was. He's well, you awesome. guys, you guys also had a lot to talk about because he is a huge baseball guy. Yep. Mets. I mean, he's Mets all the way, man. Yep. He he is disgustingly, but he's he's an NL guy. I'm an AL guy. So you know, we we can agree to disagree, and most of our conversations stuck around the the DH. I think. So. <laughs> Speaking of agreeing to disagree, I just want to thank you oh. for this tasty beverage that I have in my hand right now. Um, I have a Modelo Especial that uh, that uh, came to me as a payment. Um, you want to, you want to elaborate on that or no, I don't, I, or? I, I'd rather not. I'd, okay. I'd rather you gloat. So Stewie had, Stewie and I had a little wager on the national championship game between Alabama and Georgia. Um, I'm not exactly sure why you thought Georgia would win that game because Georgia was the better team. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Um, one play. Are you forgetting about the defense that Alabama had and how nobody could run against them? And the starting quarterback that Alabama had that didn't finish the game for them. Dude, that is an unbelievable storyline. Let's it, just it is, that's, it is. let's we talk about that for we a can second. Dive into that. I, I mean, it's it's a it's a cool story. Um, but you have to. Uh, it, it's it's amazing how that kid stepped in and did that. But you have to feel some some pain for Jalen Hurts. Why he's coming back? They're, no, I they're know, competing but, for the starting. I mean, game. what was that? That was their fourteenth game, fourteenth yep. game. So he played thirteen and a half games, um, and then all of a sudden he gets pulled in the national championship, and then a freshman jumps in and throws for two hundred and sixty-six yards and three touchdowns and wins the game. That's pretty amazing. Big chunk of that came in overtime, <laughs> but, but we were joking because we were we were joking about how. Jalen, like he never changes his expression. Yeah, he and he just, always just looks like he's burnt. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he, like, he does, but he, so. it's it's always like really happy too. Like, have you ever noticed that? Like, he's he would kind of like Shaggy from Scooby, the happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, to to his credit, I will give him this: that he was an awesome teammate. He was always there, encouraging to uh every timeout, every quarter change thereafter, right before overtime, before they went out on the field. You saw him standing there, like, "Go get him!" Like. Impressive, and you know, I I still how like, authentic do you think that was? Uh, it seemed pretty authentic to me. Like, I, I mean, like any any quarterback that I can think of, I don't think would have handled that situation that same way. Like that was that took a lot of a lot of pride, a lot of just like squashing your own pride and saying, you know what, doesn't matter. This kid needs. My well, the help numbers don't lie, support. dude. Maybe maybe he actually, you know, he maybe in the locker room he said, "You're right. I got 17 yards of offense. That's what he had. He had 17 yeah. yards of well, offense." I in mean, the first he half. only averages like what an 81 a game. I mean, let's let's be honest. Passing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, I felt bad for him though. I mean, to carry him through all that and then I I think I think the true story lies coming up in spring practices and watching that that quarterback job being up for grabs now. Yeah, and seeing who a who wins it and b how the other reacts. Yeah. Like that will be a very interesting storyline coming up. But I mean, that I mean, the, the 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 balls on that freshman dude. I mean, he didn't pull any punches. He came in and just started flinging the ball around. That's, that's true. And I mean, on target. Yeah. And that uh, that overtime pass but, was you know, something else too. So I I will say in this I as much as I hate to do it, I'll give I'll give Saban some credit on this. That when you go from a guy who's more run happy in Hertz to Tua who's going to be a little bit more pass happy, like from a defensive standpoint, that changes your entire scheme. Like Georgia came into this game expecting to shut down Jalen Hurts, which they did. Yeah. And then second half, here's the curveball from Saban. Hey, we're going to throw Tua out there. He's not a runner. He's more of a thrower. <clears throat> now, as Georgia, like as your defense, like as defense on Georgia, you're sitting here thinking, okay, I got to shift to the pass. And that's not exactly an easy, you know, transition to make basically yeah. on a dime, right? Like, you know, I, I think what, what, um, what killed Jalen was that he got away with it for the, for the, the earlier part of the season, even the, the the entire season, but there's there's never really a sense of urgency with that kid. Yes, and when you're in a national championship and it's, you know, it's third and I think it was third and eight, and you know he he just flings the ball away, and then the next was third and seven, and he runs out of bounds, like you know after a one yard gain, it's like and and Saban's looking at the OC going, this what this is not doing? working. Yeah. 
What are you doing? Yeah. This is not happening. And, you know, I, first of all, I didn't expect a, a quarterback change. I mean, they've, they've, they've had Jalen in for two seasons straight. That, that caught everybody off guard. I mean, <laughs> it, it legit, like you weren't the only one. I, nobody saw this coming. Well, it apparently, I, it apparently, uh, it apparently caught Georgia off guard as well. Because, I mean, they they didn't prepare for that. You're right. I mean, Jalen's got 81, 82 passing yards a game. Right. And like, then all of a sudden there's two of like the you know, rocket laser arm compared to Hertz, right? Like, oh. Well, and that just, overtime throw was, was a thing of beauty, dude. I mean, looking off the safety that way and then just, I mean, that was a rope, dude. You're just making me just dwell on Hold this. Hold on, I need, to, I need to take a drink of this. Go part. ahead, do it. I just want you to know that that beer was made with my tears. <laughs> You're so full of shit, dude. But it was it, it was a it was a great way to end the season. I mean, the first overtime ever in the Rose Bowl. It was exciting in 104 yes. years, yes. and Georgia wins that one. Yes. Which I kind of wanted Oklahoma to win that. No, you're not. I'm not you're a not a Baker May- Mayfield no, fan. I'm not. I'm not on his bandwagon. I think he's Johnny Manziel 2.0. No, come on. I do. I do. Do you think he'll go do you think he'll go to the NFL and suck it up like that? Yeah, possibly. And then, you know, try to make something happen in Canadian football until they, you know, you say something wrong or do something wrong to piss them off and they say, No, we're not taking you. Johnny ball game. Oh, Johnny football. Johnny football. Oh God. Never got John Elway's Johnny Ball game. Yeah. Manziel's Johnny football. You know, and I, I had high hopes for Manziel. I didn't hate Manziel as much as I hate uh, hate Mayfield, but I, just something about, like, all the stuff that he did on the sidelines that was so unsportsmanlike. And, you know, we we can loop this in somewhere later, but, like, just it was disgusting. Like, to see somebody win the Heisman that's sitting there grabbing their crotch towards the other team on the sideline, like, <clears throat> like where where does that fit into, yeah, he's a Heisman? You know, like it doesn't really fit the persona of a Heisman winner in my eyes. Like there was no sportsmanship, really even seemed to be taken into consideration. Like for for the award, I, it really bothered me. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. Uh, you know, there's a pa- there's a passion involved in that, and there is. But there's also a but level when you're of a four when you're a four year starter, yeah, and you're a four, you're a fifth year senior. You should probably know by that point yes. that that eyes are always on you. So I get your point, but, but then at the same time, like you have to appreciate how much they, they followed him as a leader because I mean, he didn't start the the next game and they're carrying his Jersey out there. I mean, I mean, they, they believe in the kid. Yeah. I, I, Uh, you can't, you can't take away the fact that he's a huge competitor. I I can't knock that. You're right. But what, what, what concerns me more, and this hasn't really been brought up, is, you know, last year, Oklahoma had another star player come out in the draft, you know, Joe Mixon, who, oh, right, yeah. yes, let's, let us all remember Joe Mixon, Mr. Uh, girlfriend hitter in the Waffle House, right? Later out flat. A lot of people don't remember that, you know, and it seemed to kind of get covered up, and I wasn't a big fan of his because of that through college, but, you know, coincidence that they both went to OU? <laughs> I question that too. Like, you know what? It, like, I, I'm really starting to wonder ever since, uh, um, oh my gosh, what was OU's coach that just, just retired? Stoops. Stoops. Bob yep. Stoops. Ever since he left, like, I've kind of seen some of the character kind of not be there in that program. And it's a little concerning to me, you know, just 
as a, a third party onlooker. Obviously, like I'm not a big OU fan. Yeah, but you period, know their head coach. I mean, he seems to be Lincoln a pretty, Riley. He seems yeah, he seems to be a decent guy. Yeah, he does. He does. But he also kind of has that shysty feel to him. Like, well, you know, if I can get away with it, I'm going to go ahead and do like it. an Urban Meyer kind of thing. Uh, maybe or, you, or maybe you, even like you, a, a Nick Saban. No, kind of thing. not oh, Nick Saban. Dude. Are you is. an Urban Meyer fan? I'm not. Okay, I'm good. not. He's he's a robot just like Saban. I used to I used to like Urban, but he, I I've kind of lost it for him over the years. I I like Saban. And you know what? We talked about this the last time we had this show. Saban's not that bad, man. No, he just uh, he just runs away from bad situations with his tail between his legs, i.e. LSU, i.e. Miami. I.e. he's got five national, six national championships, boom roasted. Boom roasted, yeah. Let's see what happens when uh, stuff gets bad in, in Alabama, in old Tuscaloosa. Let's see if he sticks around or if he uh, goes and finds the uh, next best big Well, you job can't take like away the UT. fact the dude's got six national championships. You know, at one point, there was there was suggestions that he might take the UT job when it was open. Really? Yes, and you know he vehemently shot those down, just like he shot down that he wasn't ever going to take the Alabama job when he was at Miami. And then <laughs> we all know how that turned out, right? Like, I I don't know. There's something about Saban that, you know, he's, he's in it for himself. He's very self-centered. He finds a way to position it to where, like, the guys believe in him and the, the media is okay with him and, you know, the boosters on the back end are – you know, okay, you know, continuing with their donations and whatnot, but something tells me just like as soon as the going gets rough, he's out the door. And a hot take. Yeah. There it is. But you know, no matter who we're talking about, whether it's whether it's Urban Meyer or Nick Saban or anybody, we're not walking it's in their true. shoes. We Touché. don't know. And Touché. we're not around them, so but it was a hell of a national championship. It I'm was. sorry that you came out on the losing end. The okay. Modelo tastes fantastic, so thank you for that. So does my Stella. <laughs> that I bought for myself. So, what do you uh, what what's your what's your prediction and what's your takeaway so far on the on the NFL situation and you know going into the Super Bowl Patriots again, which I'm not I'm not a big fan of. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Got to play the odds. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll be frank with you. Um, Brady's growing on me, and I don't mean in a fair weather sense. I just mean the dude he gets it done. Mm. But it's, as an organization, I cannot, cannot stand the Patriots. I, I think they're arrogant. And, I, I mean, I, I coached. You coached. I understand you got to have some swagger. But I was I was jubilant when and, uh, Edelman got hurt. Really? Yeah. And I'm jubilant that Gronk got hurt. Not, I mean, I don't want those guys to lose their livelihood or whatever. But um, I didn't shed any tears over that. That's fair. I do like Amendola. I think That's he's. A, I think he's respectful to the game. I think that, uh, you know, they've got some good athletes on there. I love. I love the um, Chris Hogan. Hogan. The, Hogan is the man. I love the. Uh, um, I liked Hogan when he was God playing dang in Buffalo. It. What is Harrison? I love the Harrison James situation. Harrison. Yep. Leaving the leaving the Steelers. We're getting cut by the Steelers. And then now he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know I, that's that's a really funny bit too. Like just going back to that that Jacksonville Steelers matchup mm. where you know, and I, I know it's a couple of weeks old now, so it's you know really old news. But you know the fact that the Steelers looked by and you could like nobody really pointed that out either that I heard. Like what's up? You know the Steelers were like, oh yeah, next week on to the Patriots. 
well, why next week on to the Patriots? Because Harrison was there? Like, is that <laughs> was that part of that motivation for them coming out and saying that because they wanted to get back at Harrison and show him, you know, he made the wrong choice and then they looked too far ahead and Jacksonville came in and, well, I, you know, I don't even think Jacksonville surprised him. Like, I, don't get me wrong, Jacksonville is definitely surprising, but, you know, the fact that, you know, they made it this far. That was an odd. That was an odd in the game. Playoffs, like yeah. well, which one? The Steelers game. The Steelers game. It was. It was just weird. It was like. It was funky. It was like people were just like it was like two like two heavyweights just like throwing haymakers. It was really weird. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville I boxed seen... it first, but then everybody was just like. But then yeah, like and that was just it. Like the the back and forth scoring, like as the numbers started to run up, it was kind of like. You guys are known for your defense, and I'm Didn't not really seeing it. Didn't the Steelers score on fourth and ten like three times? Yeah, it was just it was so crazy. Like I was like Steelers, like as a franchise, are known for their defensive, you know, prowess, if you want to call it that or whatever. Jacksonville came in with the top rated defense in the NFL, and I thought Minnesota they, had the oh maybe Minnesota, but Jacksonville's wasn't too far behind. I mm-hmm. mean. You know, and the fact that, you know, what was it, early on in the season, Jacksonville intercepted Big Ben five times in one game. Like, you I know, think that I played a huge role. one of the teams to score, to score low. And the fact that neither of them did was probably the biggest surprise from that game. Was I th- the lack of, yeah, the lack of defense. I think the week five win, though, that Jacksonville had in Pittsburgh played, played, played a their, huge role. Yeah, I do. I, I think so. I, play, I think that played in their favor for sure. Yeah. But it was that was an odd game. Um, the Minnesota game, the that was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in sports. I, I've seen a lot of sports. Uh, you know, I, I, Buck and Aikman were literally counting him out before that play. Like, if oh, you yeah, go back dude. and you well, watch how could it, you, you kind of don't blame again, him. Yeah, you know, and I, I wasn't even really thinking about it until, you know, the day after it happened when it was finally starting to, like, sink in exactly what had happened. I was like, I need to go back and watch the video and listen to what they were talking about before. And if you do, like, you can hear it in Joe Buck's face, voice, which, you know, let's be honest, it's Joe Buck. He kind of, you know, gives everything away, <laughs> Mr. Obvious. Um. But he's just like, oh, it's going to be over, you know. Well, yeah, but look and at the situation. Almost, almost Pat Summerall-ish, right? <laughs> just very Why low tone. Pat into this, man? Hey, man, I love Pat, dude. For all those years he had to put up with Madden, I don't blame him for acting. But for you can't, but you, you look at it situationally. You can't blame him. You, okay, you got 10 seconds. Now you're down to yeah. four seconds. Well, and you're not going to have time to, if you get out of bounds... You know, you, you're not going to have time to get your kicking team out there. It just wasn't. It, it yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah, that. And and my my heart seriously goes out to Williams, the safety. Uh, I don't know what the. F- I don't know what that kid was thinking. Poor tackling. He he wasn't thinking like that. That's just it. You head down, arms at the sides. Like that was a poor. But let's just do some situational form. common sense stuff here. Well, and that's just it, right? You okay, break he catches down. it. You you catch just, him. Grab yeah, him. You just grab him. And and fall down. Yeah, gr- grab him even before the ball because shows up. It's a penalty. Okay, that stops the clock. They only got one more play. You really yeah, just, but I mean that like, even okay that would have put him no in field goal for range for him to have his hands down at his side. That would have put him in field goal range if there was a pi. Okay, let the dude catch the ball. Okay, catch it. But I'm gonna hang on to you. We're gonna yeah. go to the ground. They're going to stop the clock to move the change, and there's no way that you will ever 
get set for a field goal once they run the clock. I agree. Ever. So I'm, you know, I was a defensive back. I'm trying, I'm okay. What, what is he thinking? Is he trying to upend him? Is he, is he, is he out of sorts because he's never been in this type of situation? I would find that hard to believe. What was going on? Well, and that's what I say. Like they were, they had to have been in a prevent, right? If you think about it from a scheme what perspective. What was he preventing what he, by doing that? Well, that's my point, right? If you're in a prevent defense, you're sitting there, you're wrapping up the guy, nobody behind you. You're not sitting there head hunting, And that, that is exactly what it looked like he was doing. He had his head down. He was looking for a big play just to, you know, put a statement Put an exclamation point on the uh, on the. He didn't on the look win, like he was trying to break up the pass. Which, he didn't look like he no, was trying to make a tackle. He looked maybe. He, he looked like he was trying to take Diggs out. Is what it looked like. <laughs> That's what I saw. I saw head down, arms to the side, well, looking for the big hit. I feel bad for him because that is the next Bill Buckner. We'll see, dude. Well, we'll see. Okay, I, I don't know. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Quick. I'll rephrase that. If the if the Vikings had made the Super Bowl. He's the next Bill Buckner. Uh, I, I, I think so, man. I mean, there'd have to be some sort of curse and, and with I, that. The Saints wouldn't have to make the Super Bowl for I just I And know, I felt bad. I mean, years. Drew busted his ass to get him back in that position. He busts his ass every game. No, I'll give you that, yeah. I mean, the dude can't even see over his lineman, and yet he's making 400 <laughs> yards a game. Like, Have you ever seen an elk here. run? No. They throw their head back and they just run, and that's what Drew does every time he throws every time the ball. He's passing. He can't see, so he's got to like lift his head up. I love it. What is he? Six foot tops? I think yeah. I think he's six six one maybe. Like it's so short, you know. So I. But he's also he's got um, percentage wise in a season he's got three of the top four in history. Yeah, I mean he's unbelievable. Yeah. Dude works his butt off, man. I, I was, as a Chargers fan, it was really, really hard to, to, <laughs> to swallow that. You know, San Diego had said, "No, nah, we're gonna let you go, Breeze. We got this Philip Rivers kid that we really like." And it's like, who is this Philip Rivers kid? You know. And speaking of uh, being a Chargers oh, fan, God, what now? Do you think maybe you could put a call in to get Dan Fouts off the off the air? No, I don't. As a Chargers fan, we don't claim okay, Dan Fouts. Anymore. Fouts look, look, we don't. We don't claim him anymore. Let me put this in a perspective. The only thing we claim from that area is the San Diego Superchargers theme song. Dan Fouts lost his relevancy when Miami Vice was on. That's not true. And I'm not talking about the Dan, Colin Farrell. Dan, I'm talking about the Don Johnson version. No, Dan Fouts was awesome in The Water Boy. How do you forget? Dan Fouts was not in The Water Boy. Uh, yes, was he, he a commentator? Was. Yeah. In the last okay, well, game so was Jerry the Reed. The Fonz was in Waterboy. You know what? That doesn't count. He was the coach. He was one of You're the You're right. Characters. It's a very Dan Fouts was a very credible football movie. Dan Fouts was playing himself in that movie. Exactly. <laughs> and he he Case nailed it. Point. He nailed it. Case in point. <laughs> so so what do you think about um, about Romo's transition to the booth? Uh, you know what? Okay. Okay, it's it's better than Collinsworth. I'll take Romo. I uh, see. Day. I'm gonna. I, I disagree go. with that. Here we go. Bring I it. like Collinsworth. I can't stand him. I don't. He's, he's I, the new Madden. I don't I care can't for stand his... him. Just says the most obvious stuff over and over. Oh, Hi. Stewie! If you don't catch the ball, then you can't get a first down. My name's Chris Collinsworth. Yes, that's my big Chris Collinsworth Stewie, impression. Come on. All right. Let, we, we've been friends. We've be been friends a long time. So let's just be honest. Every commentator 
says the most obvious thing. You know what? No. It's like uh, John Madden. You, 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 if you don't get to the first down marker, you don't get a first down. That's I, Madden, I, and that's Collinsworth. And that's Romo, everybody that Romo calls adds games. some color. I like Aikman on Fox. He adds color, and he actually adds depth. They bring back in-game situations from when they were a player. Collinsworth, you never hear him talk about his time with the Bengals. Hell, did you even know he played with the Bengals? You wouldn't. That's a good thing because your glory days are over. Nobody but cares. you know what? I'd like to hear the analysis or how it ties into the analysis. Like, here's the mindset that I was through, and this is probably very relevant to Back what this Back when I played through. 35 years ago, seven generations of well, offense Romo, ago. Romo just retired from the league. Yeah, what, Romo, I like Romo. I like so, Romo. I like Romo. I like but you're saying Collinsworth, Collinsworth doesn't say anything about his playing days. That's because he's he's a grown-up. He's outgrown them. We don't have to be Phil Sims and talk about all the shit we did back yeah. in the 1980s. Not a big Phil Sims guy. Okay, either. so take Phil Sims and put him in a boat with Dan Fouts and go out into the and bay. Chris Collinsworth. No, not Chris Collinsworth. Chris <laughs> Collinsworth is going to watch. His son, you can put Chris Collinsworth's son in the boat. Sure. Have you seen him? No. Okay. Well, when There's you do, a reason for that. When you do, you'll understand. Um, I like Collinsworth. I and I, I, I like Romo. I, what I really like, and this is why this is why I like Gruden so much, and why I'm 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 so excited. These going back to coaching, those guys. It's fun because they know what they're talking about, and and they talk about it at a different level than a lot of these other guys. Yes. A lot of these other guys. Now, granted, you have your you have your color guys. Well, I I guess I guess the ball players are the color guys. But you have your main guys. You have your Al Michaels. You have your uh, Mike Tarikos. You have whatever dude that was that was with Gruden on Monday Night Football. I can't remember his name. Me neither. Those are Didn't surface matter. level guys. But but when you Joe know, Buck, Joe surface Buck, level. Joe Buck surface level. But when you you know what you're listening for. And you hear these guys like Romo or Collinsworth or Gruden. Yes. Especially Gruden. I love listening to him. And what's interesting about it, and I love he's going back to coaching, the actual there's odds in Vegas that his replacement is going to be Manning. I would love to listen to Manning call call games just to hear how he processes football. Um, yes. And I would say with the caveat of, can you understand him? Like, is he going to sit there and, you know, use, like, he may, he may say some words and some stuff that, that may confuse a lot of the uh, non-hardcore football watchers that don't understand, didn't play the game, don't understand what an audible and, is. Uh, well, I'm being selfish here. Right? Like I'm as, talking as about a as former, a player. Yes. Absolutely. I would love to hear how absolutely. his mind works. That's why I love mind Gruden so much. But if you're if you're at a spider two wide banana, dude. Spider two wide banana. Oh, the old Gruden. The Gruden's favorite play. If you ever watch QB camps, go back and watch those Gruden QB camps. You can find them on YouTube. Lisa had uh, John Gruden Gruden. speak at a uh, a manager meeting for a company. That's awesome. I would have enjoyed that. I would have enjoyed that. I've seen I've seen a a video of when Lou Holtz actually spoke. I think at like a GM conference back in the eighties. Back when he was still at Notre Dame. (laughs) Greatest, one of the greatest speeches I've ever seen in, yeah. a, in in terms of a coach doing a public speaking session. It was amazing. I, I coached still it. find him. As a matter of fact, I think I saw it in a business uh, school class. Like they actually showed it there in the room because they were like, you want to see a motivational speaker? Here's one. I right love here. Lou Holtz. You know what? You know who I'm glad I don't see anymore is that Brian May guy. Who? Bri- yeah, exactly. <laughs> he spoke. 
He spoke to Lou Holtz with such disrespect. I know. I know. And I, I'm I'm glad that they Disgusting, got rid of that dude. Yes. I um, mean that Lou's Lou's like he's one of those untouchable legends, man. You know, and I don't even know what caused me to go off the like. He had such a great gig, like he was set up, and he just didn't appreciate. it. I don't it. even know who the hell Brian May is uh, or was. He, I mean, I know who he is, but what so the hell he, did he do? He was a call. I know he had some. It's something tied into college. He was a great college player. I don't really remember him. I think that was all before my. So great, he never had a career in exactly. the NFL. That's exactly. how great he was. But anyways, what um, do you think is going to happen in in? Uh, well, I guess Vegas. Now, right, with Gruden. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Don't we'll they move this year, right? I thought it was next year. Is it next year? I think it's next year. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be inter. I like. So, I'll say from a Vegas sports fan standpoint, I expect the Raiders to be lights out, and a lot of people. I'm basing a lot of that conclusion off of what I've seen with the Golden Knights hockey team, the NHL okay. expansion franchise in Las Vegas for you hockey fans out there. Which you're a big you're, one. You're a big hockey guy. I am. I I thought that Vegas was going to be. A oh, bunch, the Abs playing you? But uh, oh yeah. Have you been to Have you been to a few games? Uh, I've a few. I've made okay. a few. I mean McKinnon right now. He's he's technically I, I think unofficially second place in the MVP race right now. Okay. So yeah, Denver actually has an MVP candidate in the NHL, and nobody knows about it. Nobody. nobody I've only cares been to two hockey games ever, and one was with you. Aw. And the bills. Uh, somebody, <laughs> somebody took some nachos upside the head at that event. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. Yeah, that I didn't do. turn out well. <laughs> right. I mean, the dude was being a little bit of a milk drinker. Like he he kind of had it coming. Yeah, but uh, it was it was some it's, of your party that took the nachos to the yes, uh, yes, it was. It did not it did not go over well. No, it, it did not. Over. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> You just got nachos upside the head, boom roasted. Oh God, yeah, that was not fun. But we got that taken care of. Yeah, it's that's good. good. So, I, um, I, but I, yes, no. So going back to Vegas, the the team that the expansion team not expected to do much of anything is sitting, I think, first or second in the West right now. Like okay. they're amazing. I think out of the twenty four or twenty five home games they've had now, they've only lost two. They're like twenty two and two at home which is just stupid for any NHL team, let alone an expansion team in their first season. Yeah. They're definitely cruising towards the playoffs right now. But more so, like, when you watch the games and or even just watch the highlights on SportsCenter of their games, their stands are filled in Vegas. Vegas loves that team. That's awesome. And I have a feeling that that's going to transition over to the Raiders as well. That'd be great. Stu, I hate to point this out, man, but it looks like all the trolls we had, we lost them. I guess their mom made their hot pockets and they had to go back upstairs to eat those. So I'm sorry that we lost all you guys, um, but go enjoy your, your hot pockets and, your, and your, uh, your pizza rolls and your cheesy poofs, and we'll see you next time. P.S. Boom Roasted. Boom Roasted. That was fun. You guys are losers. Boom Roasted. They try. Anyways, well... I, I, I'd love to see Gruden jump back in. I mean, it's been what nineteen years, Man, seventeen I, years. So, what's the over under on Spider Two Y Banana? I don't know <laughs> a thousand <laughs> times this this upcoming season. Like, let's let's be honest here. Spider Two Y Banana, greatest just, play ever. You know what it is that I like. I mean, I love his knowledge of football, but I think he's what, great. What I appreciate the most, whether it's a sports or whatever. I just appreciate people who have that kind of passion for something. Yeah, well, and it it shows, right? No, oh, yeah. his personality. In his face. You, <laughs> if you go, so, you know, they always do the NFL mic'd up. Yeah, um, yeah. 
if you go back and watch some of his old ones when he was, you know, in his first stint with the Raiders and then with the Bucks thereafter, mm. you know, like even like just during practices, what he's telling the guys, like, like you can just hear it. You can feel it in his voice, like that. He cares so much about winning, about mm-hmm. just making these guys better ball players overall. Like it's great. It's uplifting. I love it. I well, love it. I mean, I've been around some, some high school coaches that are obsessed with football. And I think that, I think John is, you know, that's just a whole different level. I, I think it's eat, sleep, uh, you know, wake, shit, shave, drive, everything. Yeah. Football. Yeah, it, it is, but it, it's so much more than that, too. Like like I say, you know, you can have your coaches that, that do all of that about, you know, and their lives revolve around football, but you know, John finds a way to incorporate making those around him better because mm. he realizes that makes him better as well, but mm-hmm. it's not about him at the end of the yeah. day. It's still about those guys, which is, you know, it's something very, you don't find that in many people. I Did you, you know. see, did you see what Jerry Rice said about him uh, just recently? Uh, no. He basically so. said, you know, all you guys that, uh, that are Raiders now, you're not ready for what he's going to bring to the table. Yeah, he's bringing because back you the either, excellence. You got to drink the Kool Aid, yeah. or you're going to have a hard time. Yep. And and you know if you do, it's going to pay off. You can see that in those videos too. Like when he starts getting onto guys. Like uh, I remember one one little snippet of this video I was watching. Um, right after he got announced, I went and pulled up these old videos on YouTube and started watching them. And he was. Going with uh, Bruce Gregkowski. Yeah. <laughs> pulled that one out. Yeah, wow. And it was in the middle of a practice, and he pulled him out, and he's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, pull your head out. Did you drive here like this? Like, <laughs> just going off on him. And then, you know, but by the end of this this rant, this, like, 30-second rant about him, you know, being a better player, like, it was totally, like, motivating and uplifting. Yeah. And you were like, you are awesome. He has he has such respect for the men that play this that play the game. I, he does because yeah, he couldn't he couldn't and he points that out too all the time too. Like yeah. you hear him, he's like, you know, if I had your skills and your size and your set, man, what in the world are you doing, man? Oh Get out of here! Like you just reminded me of um, something really surprising. I Todd Haley, was it Todd Haley? Todd Haley is one of two coaches ever in the NFL that never played football at any level. Not Pop Warner, not high school, not That's co- amazing. I think it was Haley. That's 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 incredible. Was that due to like just mom won't let him play too dangerous or I don't do know. You know. I have no idea but but that just goes to show that there, you know, there's a lot more to the game than yes. a bunch of, you know, grunts banging into each other. And, it is. Yeah. Like, well, and, at, you know, as former players, yeah. right, like we could sit here and discuss like the ins and outs and, you know, the strategy behind a lot of this stuff too, right? Like there's, there's a whole nother level that a lot of the casual fans never see on the surface, yeah. right? And some of these color guys going back to them, like they try, they try, but they don't get to the actual – the in-depth strategy that you don't, well, I don't think you, you have to make it palatable unless, unless you actually play the game or you find some level of involvement where you're not bored out of your mind, which if that's true about Haley, that's crazy. It's a, it's impressive, it is. but these color guys, like that's the, that's, the, that's the, the, the balancing act that they have to do is it has to be 
it has to be knowledgeable enough for guys like us, and it has to be palatable enough for people who don't know anything yes. about it. And one thing that I that I I do have to commend Romo on is that he just jumped right in there and and brought some great football knowledge. Yes, but also has fun with it. And yes. you know, like making voices while the officials are talking and saying what the officials are saying. <laughs> no. and, and then he's like, he's like, watch, he's going to do this right now. And then sure as shit, the guy it, it does, does it. It's yeah. like, that's amazing. That's you awesome. Yeah. You, uh, you just hear him like in the background. <laughs> can't do that. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> well, and, you okay and there, Tony? I don't think that they could have paired him uh, any better than, than they did with Jim Nance. He's such a class act. Yeah. He's such a good guy. Dude, how can you hate Jim Nance? It's you impossible. Can't. He, and he, the man, the man who has no enemies. That's right. Jim Nance. And, and he's just, he's just as good at football as, as he is at golf, golf and, and everything else he that he calls. He, yeah, he's, he's amazing. And it's sad too, just as a, as a sidebar that we lost, we lost, uh, uh, Inberg and Keith Jackson yeah. in like 10 days. Yeah. Those are two. I know. Whoa, Nelly. Yeah. Uh, Keith Jackson. I love that guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, epitome of college football on Saturdays growing up, right? Yeah. Like, he was, he was the voice. <laughs> he was the voice of college football <laughs> growing up. Oh, like, I, Keith Jackson. He was great. Yeah. And Inberg was phenomenal, too. I mean, all those years that he spent down in Inberg was the first Nance. He really was. Baby face guy. N- yes. Not an enemy in the world. Soft spoken. Soft spoken. Yep. Nothing but respectful. Yep. And and um polite, just somebody that you'd want to take home to mom, you who, know. Who was he talking somebody was talking about Emberg. Maybe it was um maybe it was Collinsworth and he, you know, he met him one he mentioned his mom one time, the first time they met, and every time Enberg saw him, he said, "Hey, how's your mom doing?" Your mom, That's awesome. Yeah. That's the kind of class yep. that it, that we need more of. Um so okay, so we'll we'll move on from the football thing. But what what's your prediction for uh, for the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks? That. So, uh, my original predictions for the you'd Super think Bowl you'd have an answer matchup. prepared then. You know, if I, you knew I was, I did, but I'm I'm hung. So at the beginning of the playoffs, I don't know why you're laughing so hard. I'm trying to hold it in right now. I'm sorry. Did you, <laughs> did, you, did you say I'm hung? Is that what you yes, said? like a hung jury on who I'm choosing to be the Super Bowl champ. That's proposing. a kid-friendly show, man. My goodness, I, I, you're the one that's taking this thing to the gutter, dude. Don't blame that on me. Get your juju you're, off me. You're Ricky torn. Bobby. You're torn. Maybe don't put that. Okay, I'm torn. Don't, <laughs> don't you put that on me, Ricky like a Bobby? Hung jury, like yeah, a I got, hung no, jury. No, I, I got gotcha. you. Come on now. All right. So you could have said I'm a hung jury though. At the beginning of the playoffs, I thought that the Super Bowl matchup was going to be the Patriots and the Vikings. I do have so evidence to support that. With the Eagles stomping of the Vikings yesterday, or what this the week, hell happened there? I, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. that that is still sinking in. Just like last week's last second catch that sealed the Vikings' victory to make it to the. I NFC thought that catch was sinking in, like. I thought that catch was indicative of the fact that the Vikings were meant to be in the Super Bowl. I did too. Yeah. I did too. I thought that was the sign. It was like, all right, I've got this, this right. Is, I've got. Well, it you know, you got the and, whole Case Keenum story, and you know, he's got, when are we going to get Bridgewater back? When are we going to get Bradford right. back? When are we going to get these all. guys back? And yeah, and okay, well, we need to replace. Okay, Case has done a good job, but we need to replace yeah. him. And then you know, he's three and zero. He's four and zero. He's five and zero. He's six and zero. Uh, you know, he goes can't into the playoff lose, twelve yeah. and three. Yeah, can't lose. Uh, uh, I just, feel bad for him. I, I 
I, I really would like to have seen them make it in there. But Foles, you know, Foles is no different. Foles was a starter. He's a hell of a quarterback. That's true. And then all of a sudden Wentz comes along and just tears it up. That's and, true. And it's weird how he got hurt. I mean, diving into the end zone. I agree. Crazy, Freak man. Freak accidents. But with, uh, you know, that e- that Eagles team showed some legitimacy mm, in the way yeah. that they beat down Minnesota yesterday. And it's... It makes me wonder, like, well, could they could they impose that same kind of will against the Patriots next week? And I, physicality, maybe they can win that battle. Um, I think if Chris Long has the same kind of game next or not next week, but in the Super Bowl that he had yesterday, where he was up in you know Keenum's face basically the entire game, you know, disrupting yeah. the passes, causing the interception, right? Which was the big the big play of that game. Let's be honest. It happened right near the start of the game. Chris Long got, got a hold of Keenan's mm-hmm. arm through the pick, pick six, right? Ball game was pretty much over from then on. Well, Lance and Lance and I were driving, so we didn't get to see much of the, the Jag Patriots game, but like it, it, it sounded like, I mean, there's a lot of vulnerability there it, with the Patriots. So yes. And if you look at, if you do go back and watch highlights in the first half, the Jags did a phenomenal job of putting pressure on Brady. And they even did a decent job into the third quarter of do, of putting pressure on Brady. But it was in that fourth quarter when Brady started to get time is when he made those passes to like Amendola. Yeah, they caught back, they got back in, and then eventually took over. Yeah, you know, I literally and, did not see a single play from that game. Well, we missed, just listened to a little bit of it on the you radio. Missed out on a great game. Yeah. So that was that was the one I yeah. was what, what really was, happy I got to see, and then I ended up sleeping. Through. What was Gronk still? Was it a concussion or what? Uh, I think so. Yeah, helmet. I think it was a helmet to helmet, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there's not much in there to so to, to damage. Hey, man, Saturdays are for the boys, dude. I guess so, man. Um, so you're gonna you know, go? Are you going Patriots? What are you doing? I think I'm gonna go Patriots. Yeah, I, I think I have to. Like, I they have the experience there. I, you know, as much as Foles has shown, I I still can't trust them in a big game like that. Well, I mean, to put it in perspective, I saw a graphic, but you know, when the when the uh, conference championships were set, um, the three other quarterbacks had three postseason starts between them, and Brady's got five Super Bowls. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. But it's not it's not one man versus another man. So. Well, I saw I I haven't checked Vegas spreads today, but uh, yesterday after uh, yesterday around nine or ten o'clock, I believe uh, Vegas odds. Had the Patriots is five and a half point favorites. Yeah, that's what already. I saw. Five to six so, points. Yeah, you know, I, that's pretty big for the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. and I realize it'll drop, you know, and probably get cut in half throughout the week uh, or the next two weeks. I guess. God, I keep thinking it's this week, and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Get ready for baseball. Golf. Watch, watch some hockey. Get ready for golf. Hey, I know you're. I, I actually, I, yeah, Masters is coming up. Well, April. Yeah. Hey, they're advertising heavy. I know I'm you're not a big golf good. watching guy, but did you happen to see what Dustin Johnson did about ten days ago? Uh, I did. Yes. The uh, the yeah. par four. Yes, with the birdies back to back days in two different styles. No, dude, it was a it was a number twelve at the um, oh, was it the Sony? Uh, Wasn't in uh, in Abu Dhabi? No, 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 no. This no, was in was Hawaii. That? That's right. That's right. Four. It's a par four, four hundred and thirty three yards. He hits his drive. And it uh, it finished up two inches from the cup. Yes, dude's insane. 
Well, so wasn't it, I believe it was in back-to-back rounds. I want to say it was that same tournament, or maybe it was the one that just this past weekend on Friday, Saturday, where he drove a par four the first day, first round that he went through. He drove it halfway, and then he ironed out, mm-hmm. you know, from like 200 yards out, hold out. Right. And it was like, holy crap. Yeah. And then the next day, he instead, he drove further to where he only had to chip and he chipped out like two different ways on the same hole. And he played it two different ways. It got the same outcome. And both outcomes were just like mind boggling. Like what the guy did you, but did you see that shot I'm talking about where I'm sure I have, uh, I mean, it's just an unbelievable drive. He doesn't even watch the drive. He uh, it kicks off the hill and then just gets rolling, and then it, it rolls literally like he just knows two inches from yeah. the cup, two inches from it from an albatross on a par, an ace on a par four, unbelievable. Um, okay, so you got Patriots. I'm gonna, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go Eagles just because I I'm I'm, I'm gonna root for the Eagles just because I don't want the Patriots to win another one. Do you uh, you want to follow up the uh, college bet with the uh, NFL bet? We can go. Uh, we can go double nothing. Uh, well, it's going to be hard to go double nothing because these are going to be gone. But uh, I can bring you twelve. We, we can do a sixer. We'll just do a sixer on that. Okay. Okay. We do a sixer on the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I don't like, like it. no spreads though. Just a football game. Straight up. Boom. Love it. Okay. Done. I got Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you see this little wrestling thing we did last weekend? Uh, I did not see it, but I mean, I've did heard you see about it profusely, not only from you but from other news outlets. Profusely. I think that's word a, of the day. A bit much. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. Um, so we were down in uh, New Mexico last weekend, and and uh, we have this wrestling award that we give out every year, and, and I'm really proud of this award. And you know where it came from is interesting. I think you may have heard a little bit because you were listening to the to the other podcast this morning. I was. I just uh, I couldn't believe what I saw when I when I I watched this kid, probably one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever seen, ever. And uh, he, he was just a punk, man. He was a total punk and like, what? Would you call him a Baker Mayfield? No, I think Baker Mayfield is actually a good athlete. And he just happens, he had an itchy crotch. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so, but this kid, I won't say what school he was from, but I uh, was watching Lance's, a tournament Lance was in about three years ago. And you know, in the gym, they'll they'll put like three or four mats out yep. to you know mat ball. Yeah, to get the to yep. get the the tournament uh, going. And he was on a mat wrestling a kid that was up against the bleachers, but the bleachers were were pushed up, so it was just a wall of wood, you yeah. know. And um, he's behind this kid, uh, and they're going out of bounds. And as they go out of bounds, he shoves him in the back, so the kid like slams into the bleachers. And then scummy. Yeah, and then the official says something to him. And he mouths off to the official, and then as soon as the official looks over to his coach to say something, he shoves the kid in the face, right? So, wait, did the ref catch that? No, of course not. What is this, WWE? He's just destroying the kid. He's destroying him because he's that good of a wrestler. And his coaches have absolutely no control over him. So, he he wins the match. It's the only time I've ever booed anybody, ever. And I'm booing a high school kid, but I couldn't help it. He needed to, and everybody's booing him. So they raise his hand, and while his hand's still up, he flips everybody off. Jeez. 
Is this uh, this isn't the kid that you were talking about on the podcast? It is. Morning. Yeah. Is it really? This the, is him. That, so that got you got called the, out. And the the Olympic yeah, yeah a buddy of mine that's in touch with the Olympic committee contacted me and asked me if I'd seen him wrestle and I told him exactly what I saw. I'm not trying to ruin the kid's chances. I just told him what I saw. I wouldn't want him on my team, no matter how good he was. Well, I mean, when we're talking Olympics, he's not just w- representing. He's your representing team. our country exactly. Yeah, let's so. So Herb Stinson, the coach at Aztec, which is a storied uh, high school wrestling program, contacts me and he wants to do something and put my name on it. And so, okay, it's perfect timing. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to make an award for a kid. I don't care if he wins or loses. I want him to honor the sport of wrestling, um, honor his own school, and respect and honor his opponent. And, And in doing so, he's got to wrestle hard the entire match. He's got to wrestle through adversity, he or she, because there's a lot of girls wrestling now. Um, and it's kind of cool because one of the finalists for our award this weekend was a girl. And I'll, it's a cool little story, I'll tell you. But, and, they have to, and they have to have strength of character off the mat. And so we go down and we watch hundreds of wrestlers at this tournament and pick about five finalists. What? How do you judge strength off the mat? Just out it, of curiosity. It's a, it's, that's an interesting question. So, <clears throat> well... One of the first things that we do is an immediate process of elimination, okay? I'll give you an example. Not this year, but last year. Um, There was a kid from a school in New Mexico who won every match. He won every single match. I think he won five matches and ended up, you know, winning the tournament in his weight division. Um, He didn't didn't stand for the national anthem. He was sitting there joking around and, and, Uh. you know, messing with people during the national anthem. Boom, roasted. You're out. (laughs) (laughs) You don't stand for the national anthem, boom, roasted. Boom, roasted, you're out. So it, it, it's more of a process of elimination at the beginning. So the first half of the day, because you've got three sessions, you've got a big first session that goes from eight to noon. Yep. Um, and so that is kind of the, the, the process of elimination where we start, we start keeping our eye on certain kids. After the lunch break, we've got about 10. Okay. okay. So then during that second that second. Uh, half of the day that second phase that second session yeah then we start really kind of narrowing it down and we I'll get all 10 of those kids one at a time and you know hey can you you know I'll tell Lance hey can you go grab that kid and tell him to come over so he'll come over and like last year I was with my buddy Sean Windsor who is he's the one that knows all the Olympic wrestlers this year I was with Jared Clark um, who I wrestled with in high school and they come over and we just ask him questions you know, to yeah. their, not necessarily shoot the crap. No, it's like, oh, hey, you know, what uh, what made you get into wrestling? And, and you know, where are you a junior? Are you a senior? Yeah. Um, you know, if they're a senior, then we ask them, well, you know, what are you planning on doing? Are you going to go to college? And um, do you have a job outside of wrestling? Or, you know, just get some feel for their personality. Absolutely. An, an informal kind of. It's an interview. Yeah, an informal interview. And so once we kind of have those those 10 then we, you know, we kind of forget everybody else and we focus on those 10. And we watch those 10 in matches. What do you do? Do you... Um, yeah, what's your demeanor? Do you talk how, back what, to, to the official? Do you say reaction, thank you to, yeah. to the official? If you pin somebody, do you help them up? Um, do you at least say, hey, good match? Or, you know, um, things like that. Yep. Um, do, you, do you give up? We had, one of the kids was a finalist yesterday, in my mind. I mean, we didn't, hadn't had a chance to talk to him yet. And he was going to be the fifth finalist. I just hadn't had a chance to talk to him. And he happened to be on the mat right in front of me. 
and he got put in a bad position and I watched him fold. He just, just he gave up and he got pinned and I'm like, that's it. I, I can't. You're out. Because there's too many. Boom re- roasted. There's, there's boom roasted. You're out. There's too many. There's too many uh, really good candidates for this award and just something that's small. Because to me, it means a lot. Right. That award means a lot. And so, so we ended up with four finalists. And uh, I, I want to tell you about one of one of the finalists was uh, wrestler for Gallup, um, and uh, wrestled 106 Gallup, okay. New Mexico. Wrestled 106. Uh, was on the varsity soccer team, um, wanted to go to UCLA to study architecture, and um, was on the varsity wrestling team as an eighth grader. Jeez. As a girl. Jeez. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, here's an eighth Life grade girl. mapped out. Here's an eighth grade girl that made the varsity soccer team, is not doing well on the mat, but... She's an eighth grader on varsity from a 5A school wrestling against guys. And she got put on her back in the first period, right? Which is two minutes long. Yep. She got put on her back in the first 20 seconds and did not get pinned. She fought for a minute and 40 seconds on her back to not get pinned. And that's a lot. Of that's work. a lot of heart, man. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that's, that's noteworthy. And then, you know, we interviewed her and, and, and she had those things to say about her future and soft spoken and polite. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that we look for. Uh, and, and the kid that the kid that won it, um, his name was Josiah Griego. And uh, he wrestled um, one of his first matches. He wrestled a two time state champion. This two time state champion beat him in the finals the year before. Okay. And so he had to wrestle him grunge match it was a grudge match yep and uh while they're wrestling this two-time state champion got sick went over and was throwing up because he got sick so um he comes back and greg he asked him are you okay man are you are you all right yeah and then the officials had to go talk to somebody and while they're sitting there those two guys are sitting there talking and like you know like there was a mutual respect there absolutely and that was cool to see that was cool to see, and then so and then he ended up beating him. He ended up beating a two-time state champion that beat him, and then later in the day he had to wrestle the six A state champion who he tore him up. the The six A state champion tore Josiah up, but he wrestled hard for three periods, and that guy was you know every time they went out of bounds he would you know he would push off of his face to get up or he you know just he was just a he was a jerk. He was a jerky McJerk face. He yep. was a jerky McJerk face. But and, and he beat Josiah, but Josiah got up, shook his hand, said, "Hey, good match." Bah bah bah, bada boom, bada bing. You kick my, my ass. Life, yeah. That's it. But you know, he wrestled four matches. He did great, and he was respectful, and he he had everything that we saw that that deserved the award. So he, he got it. He checked all the boxes. He did. He did. But it was good job, buddy. But it's uh, you know, it's probably it, it probably doesn't even mean much to those kids, but it means a lot to me because I that's the kind of thing that maybe in, at some point. you know, it'll dawn on them what that award was for. And maybe after, you know, we've only done it two years so far, maybe after three or four years, that's something that will kind of spread and kids will be aware of it. Yep. Yeah. Once it starts catching on. Well, and and for the kids who have already won the first couple, you know, it'll mean that much more to them because it'll become more prestigious over that time too, right? Well, I'll tell you something kind of cool that, that just dawned on me, but the kid that won it last year was from Blanding, Utah. Okay. And he went on to win a state championship. 
Boom. And I wouldn't be surprised if Josiah goes on and wins it this year. Uh, from the sounds of it. So it maybe it's like, like a, it. what is it, the, the Sports Illustrated the, the curse predictor? but opposite? or the, the, That's the Madden curse. The Madden curse. That you're talking about with injuries, yes. Isn't there a Sports Illustrated cover curse or something uh, like that too? There is. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's not as famous as the Madden curse. Oh, okay. The Madden curse is. <laughs> that's the re- that's a real deal, dude. Death. That's like 20 years of, of career proof. death. <laughs> Who was on it this year? Uh, Brady was. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> Here we go. And he hasn't gotten injured yet. You cut your yeah. He didn't. He hurt no, his hand. Not on what. Hey, he's still playing. It wasn't a career ender. I think that was whatever. I think that was a bunch of bull. He will um, play until he's forty five. Stewie, you got four minutes, man. What do you want to talk about? It's all you. Uh, baseball's coming up. Pitchers, catchers reporting in about a month. Get ready. Halos are going to do some big things. So you're an Angels guy. I am. Otani, Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. the Japanese Babe Ruth, signed, oh, okay. signed with the Angels. I thought that, that was Hideki Matsuyama. No, that no, was no, Godzilla. No, no. no, Shohei Otani. Watch for the name. It's gonna be show, show show me the money. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, well, you know what's what's crazy about this guy? For everybody who's not a big baseball fan, he could. Basically come over, every team was wanting him from, you know, the Yankees to the Dodgers and everybody in between. He could have gone for the money. He didn't go for the money. He instead chose a team that was AL, so they had a DH for him so that he can bat on his days off when he's not pitching. Okay. Oh, he's a pitcher? And a hitter. Wait, no, 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 no. Yes, hold on, that hold on, when hold on. I say Japanese Babe Ruth, he does both, and he does them both extremely well. He hits 102 on the on the radar with his arm. And can go yard. And he can go. No yes. way, dude. I'm telling you, that is why I'm going down to spring training for literally seven days. What's or his name? Six days. Shohei Otani. That's a great name. Right? Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. And on top of that, the kid's only like 23 years old. He's oh, wow. young. I saw your boy at the at the Minnesota game yesterday. Trout. Trout was there. Yeah, with his, uh, with his dog face on, right? So that's the other thing, like going back. He what? Had, he had the dog mask on. I didn't see Because he's an Eagles fan. He's, he's I didn't Jersey see the dog boy. mask. He's a, he's a Jersey boy. We'll, okay. we'll let that rest. All right. But, um, yeah, no. I, I mean, with Trout and Otani and the revamped infield, I'm really looking forward to the Angels actually competing with the Astros. Nice. Sorry. Sorry, Astros fans and all you bandwagoners. Well, you know, that was, but it was fun to watch. And, you hey, know, it don't was, get me wrong. It was great because because uh, I was in Houston like, like two, three weeks after the flood. Yep. And it was it was it was eerie to be there and to see all the furniture and all of the building damage and everything. But what a great thing for their city. I mean it really was. Yeah, I I'm not I don't want to take anything away from that or well, discount it at all. It was great for the city last year, but this is a new year. No, no, that's what's great about Go baseball. Halos. What was really cool too is I was actually down in Albuquerque to record a podcast um on the night of game 7. And uh, I didn't realize, because I, I hadn't watched a lot of baseball this season, the the kid from Albuquerque Academy is on the Astros. And like, Bregman, yeah. Yeah, I was like two blocks away from Albuquerque Academy. And so, you know, every time that kid did something, people were going like ape shit. And I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand. And then they told me, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. What? Yeah. And, and I think we may have talked about this last time I was on about, uh, you know, Dwayne Ward when he was in the World Series with the Blue Jays That's back right. in the early 90s. You know, mm-hmm. I can remember like that was my main reason for wanting to watch that World Series was just because, hey, 
that dude's from New Mexico and he's pitching in these games. Yeah. Well, he was from Farmington. He's from our yeah. area. He was. Probably, I would say probably the most successful athlete from. Well, no, I take that back. I, I think Mario might be the most successful athlete from our area. Uh, maybe he's the he's the the what t- about a, team USA coach? Well, yeah. I mean, and the and the University of Texas head coach. Uh, I was gonna say uh, uh, Haggerty. No, well, the lineman, the lineman from FHS that went oh, on to play with the Cowboys yeah. for yeah. God, the better part of a decade back in the fifties. Yeah, and they 60s. had all of his stuff in the in the atrium of the of the old gym. My mom, Bob Lilly. Bob Lilly. Have My you seen what they did with that My mom actually owns a Bob school? Lilly jersey. Shout out to Mama. Hope you're wearing that Lilly jersey. I paid good money for it. <laughs> it's Boom amazing roasted. what they did to that school, man. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. I, uh, yeah, so I was actually just down there a couple weeks ago. And drove by a couple times, and I don't even recognize the place. Not yeah. the same school I went to, which is nuts. Yeah. It really is. Okay, so you got Bob Lilly, you got Ward, you got Satania from Bloomfield, and you've got Haggerty from Aztec. Those are those are significant. And the the other one was um, did Haggerty make it to the NFL? I don't know what happened to him. I know he had a stroke or a heart attack at twenty uh, when he was still in Notre Dame. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to him, but he well, was I know. A- I mean, he recovered from that, and I know he played a senior year in Oregon. What? Yeah. He transferred? Yeah, he transferred his senior year and played in Oregon. I did not know that. He played in that. He, as a matter of fact, he was there, I think, Mariota's last year. I think he got to play with Mariota. No, he was I after that. So. No. And his sister is uh, his sister's a team captain of the, the Southern, the SMU volleyball team. Did not know that. House of Athletes. That's um, exactly what that is. And there's one more that... Uh, I'm surprised you don't know. There was a, uh, a baseball official from Farmington that, that called a World Series. Yeah, I remember seeing a story. I cannot remember his name, but he was a like the third third baseline or something. I'm calling BS on you. Well, go I ahead. Go research it and go go research it, and then wrong. you can you can apologize the next time we do a show. I'll bring you down another six pack. <sighs> so, all right. So um, we're pulling for the Eagles. Uh, go Pats! In a couple of weeks, AFC. Yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, believe it or not, we are out of time, Mr. Stewart Stewie. Uh, dude, I always love doing these shows with you. They go awfully quick. and uh, Too quick. All the time. Yeah, which means that gives us a reason to do another one. Again, I'm sorry for all you guys in your mom's basement that you had to leave and go have Din Din and get your Hot Pocket. Go uh, buy your mom a cool Bob Lilly yeah, jersey you can, like I did. You can... Uh, you can roasted. you can come back and uh, you can come back and try to uh, mess up our, our live shot next time. Um, and uh, yeah... And and you can you can bid on my trash can back there. We may need to do that. Check out what Justin Sane on Facebook, Eagles fan, super funny. Okay, we may, we may try it. Yeah, we'll check that out. But uh, anyways, Stewie, it's always good to have you, man. And um, uh, we want to remind all of you. Thank you on Facebook for joining us. I know it's a long live shot, but uh, I'm glad you could join us for that. And for you, those of you listening to us on iTunes and Android and all the other places. Um, you can uh, support the show. We could use it at patreon.com forward slash juhu. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash J-U-H-U. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Juhu Roadshow. You can follow me at the Justin Hunt, and you can follow Stewie at Chop Stewie. I love that name. It's a great nickname. Um, So anyways, hey, thanks, Kiko. Great show. Hey, Kiko, what up? Fala Kiko Kabaka. I love that name. Hey, we miss you, buddy. Hope everything's going well. Let us know if you need anything. Poor Kiko, man. He lost his house in the fire in California. I had no idea. Yeah. So you need, if you need some forks or anything like that, 
Kiko, let us know. Yeah, seriously, we'll send stuff out, man. No kidding, man. So um, that's going to do it for the Juhu Roadshow. Lance is going to play some kick-ass music for you, and we will uh, all talk to you on uh, Monday morning. So you guys have a fantastic weekend. Stewie, thanks again, buddy. We'll do it again soon. Thanks again, bud. All right, peace out. Peace out.